Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. What I love about Shopify is basically how no matter how big you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control and take your business to the next level. I know we use Shopify here at Betches. And honestly, anyone with any kind of business could really benefit from Shopify. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklyn, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash betches, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash betches now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash betches. Betches Media presents Diet Starts Tomorrow. But I stand behind my decision to avoid salad and other disgusting things. With hosts Remy Casimir. I'll have what she's having. And Emily Lubin. Remember, choose like you'd have a secret. We're here to amuse your boosh. Hello and welcome to Diet Starts Tomorrow. I'm Emily. And I'm Remy. And we are so excited to read a listener Dear DST today. Yes, my favorite thing ever. But first, what's new? What's uh, what's going on in the Several pop things. culture? Okay, so what's going on in pop culture, I'll tell you in a second. What's going on and is new with me is I have two ice packs on my back. <laughs> And I love it. Remy gets hot in the studio. I get really hot, so sweaty. Like being the sweatiest person at Betches was not on my 2022 punch card, but it has, that's, that's been what's happening. Can you explain it to me again? What, it's not that you run hot. No, I have a small threshold for temperature. So I get really cold and I get really hot and I'm. So you're always unhappy. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, unless it's like a perfect day, unless it's like mm-hmm. April 25th and all you have to wear is a light jacket. Um, best date, best date. Uh, but yeah, so I was talking about the fact that like, it's already, uh, hard for me to be filmed all the time and, you know, think about what I look like and whatever. And I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm getting over it because this is an important podcast. And then I get into the studio and it's like these lights, they make me so red and so sweaty and it's bringing me back to, I actually like one of the reasons why I quit ballet is not even just because like it was like excruciating and I was like horrible. It was like, I would get so red and I was like, who wants to see a beat red dancer? Yeah, uh, but didn't everybody turn red? I mean, you're dancing for hours. The, not everyone got red. Not everyone. Not, yeah. yeah. Well, you know, I think another aspect to it is like you always think that the thing about you is the most noticeable thing. Right, right, right. But everybody thinks that. True. So like you're worried about your red cheeks, but there's somebody else. There's some other ballerina on the other side of the room who's worried about her swamp ass. You know what I mean? Right. And maybe we just need to more like sweaty positivity 
But um, I just kept getting distracted by like wiping away my sweat on yeah, my no, mustache and be the hot. last few episodes. Yeah, let's be clear. We don't want any stash uh, yeah, sweat. Yeah, I don't need. I, so I've got two. I've got one ice pack stuffed in my pants and one stuffed into my back. And I'm loving it. I'm feeling good about that. What I'm not feeling good about, that is also what's new, is in pop culture, um, the New York Post uh, posted this article slash Instagram showing heroin chic is back and they show pictures of Kim Kardashian, Khloe Kardashian, Bella Hadid, and Jamila Jamil and a bunch of people responded being like, no, like what the fuck? Um, Jamila's caption was very good. Um, and I just wanted to read that if you guys haven't seen it. It was no, no, fuck this. We are not going back. And how dare the media give this bullshit any oxygen? I am of the generation in the first wave of this. We never fully recovered. I don't know if you guys remember heroin chic, but it was like a 90s trend of like trying to look gaunt and Kate Moss. Yeah. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. Fiona Apple. Yeah. Um, she said we never fully recovered. I lost two decades of my life. I'm begging you to violently reject this and to violently reject any people or magazines or news outlets who are participating in the spread of this hell, which I agree. Like, why? Why say that? Like, it's I mean, I, I know it's clickbait, but it's like it's really hard for people. Um, and she says we worked so hard and made so much progress and we are not being dragged back. Defund diet culture. Men are not forced to tolerate a dossier being handed out at every decade of the new body type that they are expected to have. Such a good point. Mm -hmm. um, I'm disgusted. Anorexia is the highest cause of any death and of any mental illness. Promotion of this shit should be seen as a crime. There is nothing chic about a deadly drug addiction. Like all, that's the other thing. Like heroin's part of it. Um, and there's real problems with that too. Um, but a drug addiction that makes you so thin because you're slowly dying. So bored of this huge underestimation of our right to be happy with ourselves. Why must we be coerced into constant extremes? I propose happiness chic. For fuck's sake. Love it. Love I it. love Jamila Jamil. Um, not everyone does. Not everyone. Do. I was just about to say yeah. that. Not everybody does. Actually, I, I've seen a lot of people criticize her because she is a thin actress. Mm -hmm. And, um, mm -hmm. you know, and I think her her message gets lost a lot of the time because people because are so. she is so conventionally attractive. Yeah. And I think yeah. people get caught up in that. But yeah. I think she's a really good example of somebody who is an ally. Yeah. Somebody who is fighting for equal rights for fat people. Yeah. Um, and actually speaks up about this shit. I mean, it's honestly similar to like some people saying like, well, Taylor shouldn't be talking about weight because she is a technically, you know, and yeah. And, and you know, not to compare myself to Jamila Jamil, but I have had this happen to me before, too. You know, mm -hmm. I've gotten a lot of criticism when I was doing my podcast, R.I.P. Diets. Um, I got, you know, some some criticism from people saying, you know, it it's not OK to talk about the fat experience when you're not a fat person. Mm. Um, and to those people, I always said, you know, I, I never said I, I was a fat person, but I did used to be a fat person. Mm -hmm. And I think there are things that you can speak to and for it's hard for people to conceptualize that that like bodies can change and your perspective can also change but, but also should it just be people who are enduring difficulties because they live in different bodies speaking about 
the importance of body positivity. So, you know, you know I, like, I think we all need to be talking about it. I think it's really important to be an ally. I don't yeah. think it should just be fat people that are talking like about out on their own. There was a guy that we had on How Come who was he does a lot of talk about anti-misogyny. And he's like, sometimes I feel bad about this because is it my place like as a man to be talking about women's issues? And I'm like, but you're supporting us. Yeah. You know, so like that feels good. I feel like I have a, a pal in you. Obviously, there are some people that I'm like, oh, my God, your opinions are so bad and you're not sensitive and you're not taking care of the other people that are the focus of this conversation. But I feel like at least in this, Jamila really sounds like she's like, hey, don't don't make it sound like thin is the only chic thing. Yeah. And um, and the term heroin chic, it's it's she's she hits the nail on the head. It's it's basically pointing a big red arrow at the fact that we want to look unhealthy Mm -hmm. because doing heroin not healthy no i don't know if you guys know um but (laughs) so like to want to mimic that look Mm -hmm. that you would have being addicted to drugs Mm -hmm. that's you want to look unhealthy and that's where that came it has to do with like the tiktok culture of everybody uh there's like a corpse bride filter oh is there yeah and people are really into it and i was like this is this is rubbing me the wrong way. You know, I would need that to people see are like, the... oh, I love me with hollow cheeks. And so it, it basically transform, transforms you, you into in... a Tim Burton character. Yeah. Okay. Like, I could see how that would be fun. But I do think these TikTok trends are, they have a bigger cultural significance than we yeah. give them credit for. Yeah. And, um, and I do think they are kind of predicting body trends. Yeah. I mean, they, they literally have trending body parts on TikTok all the time. Like they'll be like the nose trend and the whatever, you know, like, and people are showing their profiles and. um, So what's the new nose trend? It's quite anti-Semitic actually. There's um, a filter that makes it look like you've got a big honking, you know, and then you're supposed to take the filter off and you have a conventionally Aryan slopey nose. Um, and that's supposed to, yeah. So yeah, the nose thing, the nose thing is really pervasive. I never, but, but my it, entire life, never, ever was insecure about my nose. And I ne- was, and that's why I had two nose jobs. So yes, and that's, yeah. and by the way, nothing wrong with that. If you don't like your nose, you can change your nose. You can, that's fine. but I do wonder what would I look like if I hadn't. You know, like I did. I don't know if I even really hated my nose or I had like internalized feelings of anti-Semitism from society being like, you shouldn't have a nose like that. This episode is brought to you by Newly. Have you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always find the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you, Newly. Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for this season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. Newly is a subscription clothing rental service. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month. Access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands. There are no fees, late fees, damage fees, or fees to pause or cancel. They also have inclusive sizing up to 5X as well as petite and maternity. And you always have the option to buy what you love. I love Newly. I've rented so many cute things from there, and I've even made a few purchases from there. And 
they're always spot on. They have so many brands that I honestly could never afford in real life. So it's great to be able to rent them. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code DST20. Just go to Newly, that's N U U L Y dot com, and enter the code DST20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's N-U-U-L-Y dot com, newly with two U's, with code DST20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes. Warmer weather is finally back. After so many cold months, it's nice to get outside and soak up the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests. Pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring spring flowers and sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I suffer from seasonal allergies. I just had them hit the other day. I couldn't breathe through my nose at all. And I popped a Claritin and it was like night and day. I'm a huge fan of Claritin. I use it on the regular and it always helps when we're making that transition from winter to spring, which is when my allergies flare up. Mainly it's my sinuses that get so clogged and the Claritin just clears it right up. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients and just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy throat and nose, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live your life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local Local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Was it your idea to have the nose job? Yeah. So it, it was like you you saw other people that you knew who had noses you thought were cuter, or was it like you saw celebrities? Media. Media. Yeah. Yeah, I I never and and my mother used to get complimented for her. Oh, you don't have a Jewish nose at all. Okay, see, and the, I used to get complimented because I was a blonde, blue-eyed kid. Uh, oh, you don't look Jewish at all, except for then people. My nose was the except uh, the nose gives it away. That type of thing. What you, right? Yeah, that Which I sucks mean, that's those noses are beautiful, and it's yeah. I, I mean, that's another thing. Is like I do think that. Um, you do come across a lot of veiled anti-Semitism in, in, when we're talking about nose jobs. Cause, mm-hmm. and, and growing up, um, I lived in a community that was very Jewish and it wasn't uncommon for girls when they turned, I guess, 16 or 17. I'm mm-hmm. not entirely sure what age you can get a nose job, but it, it was like a subject of conversation. That, that I, I had one friend that her mom would say to her, mm-hmm. you know, can't wait till you're 16. You can get your nose job. Yeah. Like, and it was just, this is going to happen. Yeah. I personally was never insecure about my nose until like the past three years. Really? Yeah. Something happened. I've been seeing like these very uniform noses and uh-huh. something has crept into my consciousness. That Body is- parts are trending, unfortunately. Like, and that's what she says in this. It's like, stop telling us that like, like our bodies are trends. Like I... I feel like bodies do come in in and out of fashion the way that like fashion trends do, but they shouldn't. Like the way that like, 
okay, I found high-waisted jeans. They work for me. When they go out of fashion, I'm not going to stop wearing them. They work for me. You yeah. know, like my body can't go out of fashion because it's my body. Right. And at another time, it probably was in fashion. Yeah. That's what's oh, so Oh, do you want to hear something funny? Is my mom, when she was growing up, she felt that um, really, really skinny body types were made fun of a lot until Twiggy came into popularity. Ah, uh, yeah. And she felt like she was like, I was getting bullied all the time. And then Twiggy became popular and she was just as skinny as me or whatever. And me, a curvy kit, I'd be like, fuck you. Because right now that's what's chic. And you're bragging to me basically. Right. But um, but that's not really but that's what, not she, what she was doing. No. And that was in the 60s. Correct. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, and and in the '60s we started seeing those boyish, straight, straight, very skinny, yeah. very flat-chested, right. almost prepubescent that's, yeah. that's looking body mom. types. <laughs> well, you know what? God bless her. Um, but not everybody looks like that, and mm-hmm. and I mean, but just ten years before that. Mm-hmm. The body types that were in fashion were curvy, Marilyn Monroe, tiny waist, big boobs, big butt. Yeah. Not in the same way that big boobs and a big butt are popular now, but I was going to say Marilyn is even still so small. Right. Yeah. And that isn't that such a mind fuck now of like, oh, her dress was so small. Yeah. But we've been thinking, like I was told Marilyn Monroe was a size 12 when yeah, I was so younger. Yeah, so sizes were different But they were different, then. right. Yeah. But then it doesn't it fuck with what you think a size 12 should be. Absolutely. Oh, I look like a size 12. I don't look like Marilyn Monroe. You know, like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I used to think, oh, wow, I only have to lose 10 pounds to look like Marilyn Monroe? <laughs> Sign me up. Yeah. Um. Yeah, no. It, it, the sizing has changed. Women's sizing is a huge issue. Like I actually mm. think women's sizing and how inconsistent it is contributes a lot to our body dysmorphia. A hundred percent. Because you could be a size six in in one piece of clothing, yes. a size 12 in yeah. another one and a size 14 in another one. Literally, I go through the craziest emotional roller coaster when I'm in a dressing room because I'll try on one thing and I'm like, my body is horrible. This is the, like, I can't show my face at all. And then I'll put on something else that fits better and I'm like, who is she? Yeah. Yep. She's perfect. <laughs> like what is happening? Yeah. No, I know. And I I go back and forth about it. Like sometimes I think that we should go toward more European sizing, like um, mm. like waist measurements and, and shoulder measurements. And then sometimes I think, oh, well, maybe we should just stop doing vanity sizing, like just have a standard. I really don't know what the answer is, mm-hmm. but I just know that the way we're doing it now is not helping anybody. Because have you tried to shop online? It's impossible. It's impossible. I, I don't do it. Um, I don't do it either. But like, uh, there are some body trends that like, I did like when hip dips were seen as something cool because I have those and I've always thought they were weird. Yeah. Um, I got those too. Yeah. Yeah. I got dips in my hips. It's yeah. fine, ladies. I that was one that surprised that me. That I was actually oh, exciting. Well, I didn't even know that was a thing that people worried about. Mm. I, I have this experience. And that's a lot. the other side of the coin is like you don't think about it until like Yeah, uh, and it's the same with yeah. my nose. It's 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 this weird thing that being on social media just things start affecting you that never even affected you before. Mm. I never thought about hip dips. Oh, I've been thinking about this stuff for so long. Yeah. And you know, like everybody has their own things that they think about. Yeah. Like, 
I mean, for for me, it was always um, it was always like I was worried about having a belly. Mm-hmm. That because that's where I would gain weight. I gain weight in my midsection. Mm-hmm. Um, I never thought about my lower body at all. But now, like it, and I just never had that experience, so I just didn't think about it. I and remember I, there was um, in my high school they somebody did like a photography of this woman who like I think was like a model or looked like a model or whatever, and she was putting her leg up in like a passe, but like with it flat on her knee. What's a passe for the non-ballerinas? It's when you have one leg bent and pointed into the other leg. Okay. But this way it was flat. Like a tree flush. pose. Yeah, like a tree pose. And she had this like very large divot, like but connecting her like thigh tendon or whatever. Like it was very skinny. Okay. And very deep. And I remember going, oh, well, I, I want that. You know, like I had never seen that before. And then I was like, oh, I want, and that's like, that's not achievable if that's not your body type. Right. Yeah, Um, absolutely. Not that that woman has anything to do with it, but it was just like, oh. No, but it is interesting that you have that memory. Like I think those specific memories are visceral to us. Like I remember seeing my best friend's sister fill her traps with water and like her, her collarbone her collarbone yeah. yeah she like filled it up with water and one of her friends drank out of it with a straw they mm-hmm. were just doing it to be funny mm-hmm. you know but i saw that and i was like oh mine are mine can't hold yeah. water yeah should mine hold water yeah and it's like your traps do is, not need to hold water we have cups we have cups yeah. for that yeah we don't need <laughs> hollow traps you also have a belly button if you want to do it like the more standard way of drinking off someone. Body shots are fucking disgusting. Yeah. No, Dude, shut up. Have you ever t- done one? Yeah, Lint Central. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> They're not like actually nothing grosses me out more than. I don't drink enough to have done enough body shots, but. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I see it on the Jersey Shore and I see it on um, Love Island. Yes. And whatever. Yes, they yes, do yes. body shot, but I never I've never done it in real life. Right. That's what I'm saying. Because we have cups. Because we have cups. And it's not necessary. I have shot glasses. Yeah. It's fine. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are just as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They're milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Do we want to get into this Dear DST? Sure. I do. I really like this one. Do you want to read it? I shall. Okay, good. I'm going to adjust my ice packs while you do. Oh, yeah. Get comfortable. Thanks. Dear DST, first of all, thank you for all that you do. And welcome to the podcast, Remy and Emily. Thank you. Thank you. you. I am a longtime listener and the show has really helped me through my own journey. In listening over the past few years, topics that have been covered are things that I often experienced or were literal thoughts that have gone through my head. It's extremely validating. In summary, I've been worried about my weight and body image for as long as I can remember. Been on all the diets and all that goes with that, often in an unhealthy place physically and mentally. A year or so after my first daughter was born, and thanks to listening to this podcast, I began working with a registered dietitian up until I became pregnant with my second daughter. It was super helpful, and I made a lot of great progress. 
For a long time, even after she was born, I maintained the progress in terms of my mindset and not letting food control my thoughts and also eating more mindfully. However, more recently, old thoughts have come up as I feel weight gain creeping up. Mm. Here is the biggie and possibly trigger warning here for some. I had a stomach bug literally four days ago. Super unpleasant. And at the same time as my husband. Oh, God, I hope you have two bathrooms. (laughs) Since then, I have no appetite and have been barely eating. Instead of wondering when I'm going to be able to eat again and enjoy food, I am optimistically Mm. thinking of how long this could last. Mm -hmm. This is a very real thing. Very relatable. Yeah. I know that is so messed up and I don't want to feel that way. I can't tell if I'm talking myself out of being hungry right now. It feels very messed up and I'm disappointed in myself. I know this is probably a conversation for a dietitian and really a therapist, which is my profession. Oh, that's your profession. Okay. But I feel like I'm going through something that has actually never happened to me before. I've restricted plenty, but this feels different. Any advice would be so appreciated. Thank you again for all that you do. Sincerely, stomach bugging out. Uh, thank you for writing a stomach bugging out. And I'm sure so many people are relating to this hard because I really am too. Um, and I, I don't know if I mentioned this on the podcast, but I got diagnosed with Hashimoto's thyroiditis recently. And I remember my first thought being like, oh, good. I'll get put on pills and then I'll lose weight. Had you heard that the medication made people lose weight? Like, why did you well, think that? Because it controls your thyroid. Like, your thyroid? Mine is hypothyroidism, where it makes the thyroid slow down so it's easier to gain weight. Hypothyroidism, it speeds it up so it's easier to lose weight. Not saying that meds would make it easier to lose, but it would stop it from. It would help me. I understand exactly you know what, what I mean. I understand exactly what you're saying. Your thyroid works slow, more slowly. More slowly now. So, so I was with thinking the if medication, I fixed it. Maybe I was like, oh, maybe that's why I've, you know. Got it. Yeah. I I think we have these thoughts all the time. Like, we always want to explain, like, why we can't lose. Like, I had a friend reach out to me recently and be like, I think I have PCOS. Mm. It's really hard for me to lose weight. And I was like, bitch, you're 30. (laughs) It's just harder now, you know. But, um, But I relate to this so hardcore, let me tell you. Like, everything that you're saying right now. First of all, thank you for being so vulnerable. Thank you for being honest and writing this. It's not even an easy thing to write mm-hmm. because what you're really saying is you're kind of admitting to the dece- fear of, well, I was going to say deceiving yourself. Oh, like yeah. there is, at least this is the way that I think about it. When you've recovered, whether you had an eating disorder or if you were a chronic dieter and now you are an intuitive eater. There's always going to be that voice that's the eating disorder voice mm-hmm. or the disordered eating voice. Mm-hmm. And it's never going to stop telling you to do things that are destructive to you. Mm-hmm. But I think the difference is you need to make a conscious decision to choose recovery every single day. Mm-hmm. And if you make that conscious decision, then no matter what that voice is saying to you, you're going to be like, shut the fuck up. I already made this decision. Mm. So I think it's really good that you are recognizing that that is a problem. Yeah. That that voice is a problem. Yeah. And that you're honestly that you're writing into us and that you're going to speak to your dietitian about it. Absolutely. And you should speak to a therapist, even though you are a therapist Mm -hmm. about it. Those people can definitely help you. But the blanket advice that I would give you is that 
get yourself well. If you have a stomach bug and you're not able to eat, nurse yourself back to health. But then when that is over, you have to do your very best to go back to eating normally the way that you would have eaten before. And, you know, any weight loss or any side effects or anything that could have come from the stomach bug, it's got to be a wash. It's got to be like, this was a sickness. Yeah, yeah. I put, you know, I let those mental intrusive thoughts creep in. yeah. And now I'm going to let them go. And now yeah. I'm going to go back to eating. This normally. isn't a jump start for a new body. No, this is you got sick. Um, and what's fucked up, too, is I remember. Do you remember learning about tapeworms? Yes. Like, I don't know if you had this thing, but I remember being like, oh, oh I, I wanted want a, tape- a tapeworm. Yeah, yeah. I wanted a tapeworm. Yeah. Um, which is like the most horrific thing to go. Like, it's disgusting. You get to you lose your nutrients. You can't move. You're tired. Um so, yeah, I just and I, I think about that back. I'm like, ugh, who would want a tapeworm? Um, but then, yeah, these are these are, like you said, intrusive thoughts that um, we all have, especially those who are recovering. Yeah, I mean, I I even did experience this like a year ago. I had a stomach bug. I had a very similar. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it this happens sometimes when you're sick, like people going through recovery, because when you're sick, it kind of reminds you, oh, yeah, this is an option. Mm-hmm. I can go the whole day without mm-hmm. eating, mm-hmm. but that's not good for you. The The only reason that you're able to do that right now is because you can't keep food down. Yeah. You can't even if you tried. Yeah. Um. So I think reinforcing that within yourself, like keep reminding yourself, I am sick right now. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm not eating. Mm-hmm. I am sick. What should I do to get well? I should go back to eating. Yeah, eat some bread. There's like, what is it? The brat diet? Yeah. And that, bread, that's- rice. Apples. Apples. And toast. Toast. Yeah. Wait, what? And yogurt. Bratty. Wait, bread, bread rice, and toast? Uh, Tea. It's toast. Bananas. It's bananas, ah. rice, applesauce, toast, yogurt. Bratty. Okay. I'm very confident in that. Great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know because I had a stomach bug and I, I looked it For me, it up. it's bread and toast. <laughs> uh, listen, I know, I know it's so much easier said than done, but that thought of like, oh, I'm convincing myself out of being hungry right now, that's a sign that you're getting better from your stomach bug. So like, if you're hungry at all, please eat. Mm-hmm. That's... I can't say that enough. Yeah, if no, you're and hungry, I think she wants eat. to. She's right. Like the fact that you even took the time to write this and that you can acknowledge these feelings, like you're on the right road because what another person might do is start talking about it with their friends and being like, ooh, what if this? And then those friends might also have a negative view of weight gain and they'll say, oh, that I love that too. You know, like I've yeah. been to parties recently where people have been talking about themselves um, pretty negatively. And I'm like, wow, this is so prevalent. Um, Can you give an example without revealing? Yeah, anything? actually, this girl asked me if I was pregnant because um, <sighs> I had, um, well, first I had refused alcohol at the party. Oh, okay. Because, not refused, but I was just like, no, it's fine because I don't usually drink. Um, you know, <laughs> I've been known to do this and I just realized I should stop. Like when people what? say, when people like, when people aren't drinking, yeah. I'm just like, are you pregnant? Oh. Like, I'm joking. Oh, yeah, but yeah, But, like, yeah. maybe I shouldn't well, say no, that. Well, no, but that's not even what she said it to. There was something else. Oh, that uh, she introduced me to her friend Henry. I said, oh, Ben said he likes Henry as a name for a boy. And she's like, like a baby? And I was like, yeah. 
But I didn't mean, and she goes, oh my God, congratulations. And I was like, wait, no, we were just talking about names for, ba- like, what? Like, we're not planning. What? And then she was like, oh my, oh my God, I'm so sorry. It's no, you would be early in it. You'd be early. And I was like, oh, she said you would be early in yeah, it. Yeah. Like, oh my being God, like, she's this digging wasn't, herself a this hole. wasn't a, yeah, I didn't mean to call your body anything bad or whatever. And I was like, oh, no, 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 don't even worry. That's really, don't, don't worry about that. And then she started talking about herself. Oh, because I am so fat. And I, when I had my baby, I'm still losing all the weight or whatever. And I'm like, you look beautiful. Like, don't say that about yourself. Um, That's awful. Yeah. I, I talk to my sister all the time about, um, she has two kids we talk about like this mythology that pregnant or like childbearing people pass between each other like there are people who say they can tell what you're having based on the way your body looks like Like, my mom would do that oh i can tell there's a boy yeah like because you can't see it from the back it's it's only when she turns to the side and then you know She's no, pregnant that's and it's a boy. That is what people say. They say like you yeah. can only, it's only in the front, which yeah. is so stupid. It literally depends on how the baby is sitting like in your body. Anyway, but um, another thing that I've heard that I think is so toxic is, oh, it must be a girl because she's taking your beauty away. Have Oy you heard vey. this? No, no, no. Very common thing. Very common. When my cousin mm-hmm. was pregnant with her daughter, I heard that at her baby shower. A lot of people said she's taking her beauty They're away. Like, I know you it's look a girl. fucking ugly. Happy yeah. baby shower. That is so weird. And by the way, never appropriate. But also, she looked fabulous. Like, sure. And, and, and even if she didn't, that wouldn't be okay. Yeah. But just there is no validity to any of these things. I think most of the time people don't know what to say to each other. Mm. So I think that's how these get spread around. Is like, what do I say to the pregnant lady? Oh, uh, you're carrying in the front. It must be a boy. You know what I mean? Like, we don't know what to say to each other, so we say these stupid things. I just say, let me touch. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Oh, I do all the time. Let me touch the bump. I always say, like, do you mind? I'm just kidding. I hardly touch the bump. Oh, I love touching the bump. I've heard people don't like it. Unless they're like, do you want? Yeah. I ask for consent. You want bump? (laughs) Want bump? Can I bump? I have a bump. Can I bump? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, you always have to ask for consent, though. For sure. Um, Um, But anyway, going back to to the person. Thank you. I mean, thank you for writing in. Do you have any other thoughts? Um, just take every day at a time, like you said. Eat bread, eat toast, <laughs> and be... Uh, Don't be, be disappointed in yourself. Yeah. I just reread that part of it. She says she's disappointed in herself. Don't be disappointed in yourself because this is part it's of the part process. Of yeah, progress isn't process. linear. It's not linear um, and recovery isn't linear. And um, I mean, there have been so many times. I can't even tell you how many times there have been that I've been like, wait a second. And I'll, it'll be the middle of my day mm-hmm. and I'll stop and I'll think to myself, am I doing the right thing? Mm-hmm. Am I? Should I be choosing recovery? And it happens all the time. And yeah. it's so normal because this is not something that just goes away. It's the water that we're swimming in. Mm-hmm. And you're probably always going to have moments like that. And just knowing that in moments like that, you can choose recovery and you can just go back to go right back to what you were doing before. Mm -hmm. Like do it until it's a habit. Mm -hmm. I think that's the best way. You just got to jump in feet first. Yeah. Uh, I'm glad that you asked this question too, because it is something that I feel like I was going through and like. We all do. Yeah, we all do. So thank you again for writing. We hope your tummy calms itself can i tell you something now that we're just talking about tummies though sure so the other day i'm at lunch 
I order a quiche. The quiche comes with a salad. I ate a bite of the salad, but I was like, I don't like the salad. The waiter is like, what, did your parents not teach you to eat your vegetables? Ew. I was like, sir. But he was like kind of nice about it too. So I was just like, shut up, dad. I don't like when people comment about like whether you cleaned your plate or whether you left food on your plate. I don't like any of that. I also, yeah, I don't, I don't like it when the waiter comes over and they're like, oh, clearly you hated it. Mm, No, but I literally, I was like, it hurts my stomach. Like roughage hurts my stomach sometimes. Mm -hmm. And yeah, he was just And now we're talking about your stomach. Like you're talking about your stomach to a stranger. To a stranger. Yeah. (laughs) Great quiche though. I love a quiche. Mm -hmm, Me too. It's like um, one of the most underrated egg dishes in my opinion. It's like um, heartier than most egg dishes. Oh, yeah. 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 It's like an if an egg had a baby with a pie. Yes. I love a quiche. I love a quiche. Broccoli, cheddar, mm. ham, some and Some mushrooms Swiss. in there. Uh, you could throw some mushrooms in anything Maybe and I will eat gruyere. it. A little A little gruyere. Mm-hmm. Um, I love a quiche. Sore quiche. Yeah. Um, guys, that's it for today's episode. Be sure to send your dear DSTs and any other questions to DST at Betches.com to get them answered. And follow us at Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram. If you like this episode, please write us a review and let us know. And don't forget to check out our DST merch on shop.betches.com. Rate, review, and subscribe to the show. And then, of course, follow me at Remy Casimir. Follow me at Lubination. And we're always with you. Through thick and thin. Diet Starts Tomorrow is produced by Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Aliza Zinn. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Aliza Zinn. Guest booking by Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow Diet Starts Tomorrow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And send us your emails to dst at betches.com or your voicemails to 212-287-5650. Betches.